It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Well, that was a football game. We're going to get the after party started here with uh, Ben in a moment while he takes his time popping on. So, one moment. I think I did want to start with kind of a new segment I want to do, which is three balls, the three best players from Iowa's football team this year before Ben hops on. Um, Number three I have is actually Noah Shannon. Um, I thought he was living in the backfield all game. I thought he was a tremendous presence along the defensive line. Uh, Looking at his stats, though, he only had two tackles, both of them for loss, both of them QB hits. But I thought he was just a tremendous player. Um, The next guy I have is Quinn Schulte, someone else who's, uh, I'd say, stats kind of belie his impact. Um, Only one tackle on the game, but he did have four pass breakups. And I think there were a lot of questions for him as the uh, starting free safety. And to me, he answered a lot of them. Um, And then number one, of course, Tory Taylor, uh, he was really, really uh, punting great. Ten punts on the day, forty-eight yard average. Unfortunately, um, two of his final three punts, by my count, were uh, went into the end zone for touchbacks. But overall, just tremendous game from all those involved. Uh, waiting for Ben. Let me see. I guess maybe maybe it's my fault. Um. Ben, can you hear me, or speaker? Okay, you've requested. Hey, Ben. Oh, I mean, more awake than uh, Guy Fieri and, and my son, who uh, <laughs> one was a <laughs> one was tough to put down during the game today. The other, not so much. My my goodness, man, like this, this game forced me to do two things I've never done while watching an Iowa football game. One of those is lay, lay down. I have never gotten <laughs> horizontal during an Iowa football game. The other is my laundry. I did a load of laundry during an Iowa football game, and I'm not sure. And I didn't even need to. I, could have, I still have boxers left. I just did it to keep myself from drinking, I think, more than anything. And at the end of the day, it's like, why am I not surprised? Why did I think this was going to be different? Why did I buy a ticket to see Top Gun 2 thinking is going to be as, well, actually Top Gun 2 ruled, but I can't. I can't think of a good analog right now. Maybe I guess Saw would be a more, uh, a more apt comparison because this was just a horror show, at least from an offensive standpoint. 
oh, all, the, all the way around. I felt bad, and I, I just posted my recap on a website called blackheartgoldpants.com. Maybe you've heard of it. And I, I spent the whole time, I feel like a straight journalist just reporting the facts. But it, oh, com- yeah. but it comes off as dragging the offense and Petrus and Brian through the mud. But I, they don't need my help to do that. And <laughs> the, the people who actually suffer the most from that is the defense. I took a paragraph at the very end to mention that, it, you know, focusing on the negatives and not the positives, well, it's because it's way easier to. We knew the defense was going to be sick. I don't think we knew – I mentioned I don't think we knew Quinn Schulte was going to be incredible. I don't think we knew yep. Cooper DeGene was going to be as great as he was. I did not see Noah Shannon um, playing as well as he did. We knew about Joe Evans. Obviously, we knew about Jack Campbell. I hopped in when you were singing, singing his praises. But I don't think we knew that Spencer Petrus was going to be as, ba- as bad as our absolute worst fears. I, I will say, yeah. I, do, I do want to say, I remember last week I said, buy or sell. I was receiving situation as dire and I wrote it down in all caps and underlined it. And I think we didn't buy enough of that stock. No, I mean, it's jarring. Um, I mean, I think here's maybe the biggest issue when we look at like how you can defend the receiving game. It's very clear. Just bracket the tight ends. Sam Laporta had seven targets, but it only caught two balls. He was, you know, the target on that genuinely bad interception. And the only reason South Dakota State scored was because they were gifted such great field position. I don't um, And, you know, you, you have the injuries pile up. Thankfully, none of them really seem to pile up in game. I, I think you hit it in your recap that Justin Jacobs being out is – not good, but how I was able to fill in between Klemp and I, I think I saw Kyler Fisher out there um, and, and DeGene as kind of that, that fifth defensive back. It all worked out well, and it's just like the, the cup runneth over on defense. It's just like, how, how, can, how can the offense be, be that bad? And, and it's because they didn't change anything like they, this is, this was discussions we have had in the past, Ben, and like, um, maybe Bud Meyer is a change. And I didn't see huh. them read progressions that much differently. I didn't see any tendency breaking. Now it is the first game. There's, you know, some element of this is the first time they're not going against their own defense, but it, same actors, same director, different movie, but it's basically the same. I firmly believe I, this isn't the same. First of all, Iowa has now thrown three touchdown passes in its past nine games. Um, I just want, I wish I would I didn't have time to put that in the recap. I, I want to go back to what we, when we spoke last week too, when I firmly did believe that Spencer Petrus did give this team the best chance to win. And now I don't think I don't think I believe that anymore. I, I, I just don't. I, I'm not surprised that they stuck with Petrus the entire game, but part of, but I, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say part of me wasn't a little, 
I don't know if disappointed is the right word. I, and I can't, and I don't know what else I'd say besides surprise, but just to not see Padilla, not even, they didn't even show him warming up on the sideline, I think, um, on the broadcast. Uh, they didn't even, I don't think they even mentioned Alex Padilla's name on the broadcast. It's, it just kind of feels like a drinking the Kool-Aid type of moment where, like, why, why do we have to accept this? Why? And, and I guess, obviously, the counter is, well, we saw Padilla last year, and it wasn't that great. But it's like, give it to us again, Daddy. Like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's, a different, it's a different fucking year. Like, just, just remind us why you're getting paid $11 million. And, and like, even, like, and I guess the easiest counter is, like, on that, there was a third and eight, or third and six, I think, in the fourth quarter that would have sealed the game if Petrus would have hit a first down on a scramble. And Padilla makes that play. And it's like, that's the only play Petrus had to make all day to seal the game. He had two nice 25-yard seams to Bruce throughout the entire game. Like, we can pick out when he was good because it was so infrequent. And it's also very frustrating, too. It's like, Petrus misses an Al wide open Al Quick, and on the very yep. next play, yep. on the very next play, he hits Luke Lachey in double coverage for six yards. Like how? And then his first read on another play earlier in the game is a double covered Monty Potabom. Like what is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, you, you. You're speaking to the biggest issue, right? Is like they they say they're going to change how they read coverages and then you see them throw the passes that insinuate their reading coverages, the exact same, the throws into the double coverage, just he missed on too many throws. Like, but this is a fifth year in the system. I, it, it just, that that's, that's to me what, what's most frustrating. And, and I think when he misses some of the passes that should be gimmies, it makes it really hard to be like, Oh yeah, let's, attack the seam time after time after time when that's a high risk throw that he hasn't shown. He showed the ability to throw it once, right. To, to Bruce. But outside of that, it's like, ugh, we, we can't keep going to that well or else it'll be even, even worse. So, so Ben, you think we want to try and open this up to callers and, and callers listeners, uh, see if, see if uh, we can stay only slightly unhinged. Yeah, it's been eight minutes. Uh, I'll give somebody, if somebody wants to request the mic, we'll give it to them, but you're on a short leash, pal. Like, we can just keep talking. I don't see, yeah. I don't know if you see it or not. But what, another thing too is like, Arlen Bruce is obviously our only offense the whole day. I hate, I, I said it earlier in the week, I hate seeing him on punt return. I don't understand how. He's not yeah. going to last a whole season like this. It's, it's asinine. Simply, I do not get it. Yeah, and I think the the worst. Furthermore, thing about- too, not to cut you off real quick. Also, Robbie Moss on punt return too. I hate seeing these incredibly important starters on special teams. I I do like Moss as a kick returner. I I, I think kick returner is fine. Fly. I think we're yeah. going to see him fly on one of these. But uh, yeah, Bruce, it, it's it makes sense because like, oh, clearly he's the best playmaker. But I would rather see Arlen Bruce get five to six rushing attempts a game instead mm-hmm. of four or five punt returns. I just watched Georgia run a score a touchdown and double reverse. Like <laughs> I know that's, I joked that to play to seal a game was a trick play. The 
third and eight draw to LaShawn Williams, but that's true. That's a trick play in the Iowa's playbook. And I don't understand why they're just choosing not to use all the letters in the alphabet. It's, it feels like um, I heard somebody describe Paul Feinbaum the other day as like he uses, he, he tries to speak an X amount of words and tries to hit under par on all of his radio shows. And it's like, why are we trying to, you know, use the Vince Lombardi six plays a game offense? Yeah, it's like the person uh, in uh, Wheel of Fortune. They're given RSTLNE, and then they just freeze up, and they guess RSTLNE. And like, okay. <laughs> All right. Good luck filling in the blanks. Vanna, oh my help me out, Vanna White. Oh, my God. And, like, the problem with that is, like, there isn't help coming. You can't buy a vowel. Um, no. We, we had the chance to try and buy a receiver in the NIL, but, or, and that didn't happen. And um, I was in a, my friend's group chat the other day, today, they were complaining about, like, how can we have four years of Petrus? It's like, no, this is only year number three of Petrus. It just feels like eight. And, like, again, it, it just feels like Calvary isn't coming. Like, how, how, do you, how, how do you justify this offensive performance against an FCS team? Like, what's going to – and the problem is, too, like, I kind of have confidence like I was going to look way different against Iowa State and real competition, but also that's because I'm unhinged. And also because we've been, we've been spoon-fed, we've been drinking from the punch bowl and haven't, been cha- haven't changed the ladle at all. It's just gross. And I guess this is just what we have to live with. And it sucks that we do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like, who, who was it? Uh, I think it was Jordan Garrettson. He he retweeted, I can't remember if it was Kegs and Eggs or someone, but he's like, this. it's a family reunion. We're here to see our family. We're not here. Oh, my God. Because we love it. I mean, we do love it in some ways, but it's just jarring. Like, uh, ch- taking a look at the Iowa State score right now, 21 to 10. Can you imagine an Iowa receiver putting up this line of seven receptions, 122 yards, and three touchdowns, and the second half just started, Ben? Who did that for Iowa State? Xavier Hutchinson. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. And De- Decker's uh, a sling unit, so we'll have another angry quarterback come into Kinnick next week. Who are they playing, Illinois State? Is that it? Oh, I mean, Southeast Missouri, and they've okay. allowed 10 points, but, uh, you know. That's also true. Six of one, half dozen of another. Mm-hmm. All right. And, so, and, uh, you know, that's yeah, right. I was going to say, and the only thing is, I, I do think down in my heart of hearts that, that even though they're an FCS team, South Dakota State is better than maybe a team like Southeast Missouri State. I've got nothing to base that off of. Oh, but yeah. No, they are. That does, they're a lot better. That doesn't excuse it. Um. I think I saw one place that said, uh, I think it was Sagarin. So, someone I saw on Twitter had referenced Sagarin saying they're basically between Illinois and Indiana. And I mean, yeah, I, I can 100% envision Brett Bielema trying to play a 7-3 game against Iowa um, later this season. Didn't work for him last night. Too bad, Bert. Alrighty. Anyone yeah. wanna wanna pop in? Uh, otherwise, I this think is... we might we might uh, wrap it up and you know give our our 
ourselves the chance to enjoy uh, the Saturday with football games that include more than 10 points. Yeah, last chance for somebody to pop in here. Otherwise, I'm going to go pop open another beer, I guess. All right, we have Looks... two people. We'll go ahead <sighs> I'm... and... I'm going to say I trust uh, this Jim Connolly. All right, Jim Connolly. We're going to go yeah. ahead and pop you in. Uh, what What are your thoughts? So I think you may have to unmute once you're in, but Jim Connolly. Oh, I have the power to mute him. This is nice. I know. Yes, so I think just unmute Jim and then yeah. you're, you're good to go. Jim, we're waiting for Elon Musk to buy Twitter. There so. you go. Sorry about that. But, no problem. Hey, Jim. How are you guys doing? I know I'm feeling the same way you guys are. I was just going to ask, did you guys see Brody Breck? Did I miss him out there? Was he playing at all today? I don't even think he was suited up, was he? No, he was suited up. I did. I saw. I didn't see him with my own eyes, but I saw someone saw him, uh, maybe for a couple of plays. But it, it, he certainly wasn't targeted um, and obviously did not, did not have a catch, but – I think Breck's an interesting guy because he's that classic big wide receiver, but he's also got a future in professional baseball. So he might just be hanging around because he loves Iowa football more than anything. But any, anything else to add, Jim? No, that was it. Just wanted to see him. <laughs> Man, let's go Hawks. Hopefully we can beat Iowa State next week. But wow. Yeah. Ugly. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Have a good one. Oh, Iowa punt returner. Let's let's see. Do we, do we yeah, wanna... I want to let him. I want to let him on. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, so um, Arlen Bruce, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think you just got on mute. Yeah. Guys, can you hear me? Sure yes. Can. So Brody, he has a hamstring issue. So apparently, okay. he he was out there. I think I saw him in one play. Uh, question for you guys. So the coaching staff made a comment this summer. I have to go back and find it that they felt the, obviously this is, we know this is not true, that the offense is better this year than it was last year. (laughs) Take out the injuries, take out uh, the transfers and what you have to play with what you have. Okay. So even if you have Gavin Williams in there and you have uh, Keegan Johnson, who we know is special and elite and can be good. Do you think this offense is better than last year? I don't want to forget about Nico Regani either. Exactly. I mean, yep. Yeah. Can I? I feel confident saying if Regani, which uh, this sucks to say, but I feel like Iowa would have scored an offensive touchdown if it had Keegan Johnson and Nico Regani out there today. I don't. I think the Williams is kind of a wash a little bit. Nothing against him. Um, more of an offensive line issue today, but. That just because Iowa might have been seven points better today doesn't make it a better offense. Does that make sense, I guess? Yep, yep. And then uh, I agree completely with that. One last question. Uh, go ahead. I Keep going. Sorry, I had a question. I'll remember it here. Yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of want to build on that because I think it was so constricted, but I just didn't see enough different to believe oh it, it can be better and and it's you know I, i've joked before hey my smooth brain different doesn't necessarily mean better but like you, i would like to not see that classic telegraphed wide receiver tunnel screen like i mean it's a good play but they telegraph it and and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it's just requiring 
such great individual efforts that I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think the offense will be tangibly better. Did, what, what was your other question? Okay, I guess two things real quick. One is Ken O'Keefe, Greg Davis, Brian Ferentz. It doesn't matter. It could be us three calling <laughs> plays. We are going to run what Kirk Ferentz wants. Iowa fans need to understand that. It's been that way for 24 years. The Pope could come in and call plays. It does not matter. It's what Kirk Ferentz wants. Three yards in a cloud of dust off tackle on first down. They have to understand that. Secondly, they need to understand Petrus is not coming out of the game unless he is injured. He will not Mm -hmm. admit, Ferentz will not admit that they made a mistake as a staff because if he takes him out and Padilla is better, has a better performance today, what he's saying is we as a staff cannot evaluate talent. We're the ones that practice every day. And we're not going to listen to the guys on not I mean, no offense to you guys and me, myself or anybody else listening. We're not listening to the to the guys on Twitter and we're not listening to the people in the stands. We're going to play what we see every day in practice and what they see is Petrus is better than Padilla. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, like, we're certainly operating with incomplete information. So I, I I've kind of joked in our slack that I think Petrus is so good. Like they'll have their meeting tomorrow and he'll know everything that he should have done differently, but you don't play football games in meeting rooms. And that, that's just where there's such a disconnect that he does all the right stuff. Uh, He's very good player. Everyone likes him, but it just doesn't connect on the field in the, the way that it necessarily needs to, to elevate this team. I've got no yep. doubt. I hope. I, I'm just saying, I've got no doubt Petrus is better in practice. I've got no doubt maybe he knows the playbook better than Padilla, but what, what is that getting us right now? I, I don't think the results are going to be any worse with Padilla. So that's just my frustration with it is sure, maybe P- Petrus is better six days a week, but if Padilla is more important on that seventh day, then why aren't even we just giving him a shake? But also, this is the same coach in 2012 that James Vandenberg took every snap. This is right. the same one that would not put uh, uh, Bethard in for Ru- Rudock in 14, right. and then would not put Stanley in for Bethard when he was hurt in 16. He won't. He he's loyal to a fault, and he's going to stick with his guy who he feels is the guy i guess so hey i like i like what you guys are doing here you need to do this after every game i think it's great let's everybody voice their frustration in a way um keep up the twitter stuff love it and you guys are a great follow thanks i appreciate it thanks i ponder uh and the only thing i will say to react to that is even i was you know lightly covering the team uh back in the bethard days and they were you know there were people leaking out that that bethard looked better than rudock in practice like I don't know if that's happening this year between Padilla and everything, but there are, there were guys saying that, you know, I have no idea why we're sticking with Rudock. CJ is outperforming him and gives us so much more. Rudock just is going to be a, a surgeon one day. Um, I, I don't know if that's happening now. And obviously, you know, CJ is still in the league and Rudock's not, but it, it, it's. I don't think it's an apples to apples comparison, but it, it's it's enough. It's a close enough mirror to just uh, to, to 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 guide us. I think with uh, through this tumultuous time.
Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing that was going on in 2014 was just like, I the team just liked Beathard more, and like I think there's certainly not that issue here. Like I think everyone likes everyone in a way that didn't exist in 2014. But man, oh man. Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and maybe open it up, maybe a couple more minutes, Ben, and then and then call it a wrap it up. If anyone else wants to to pop in, I know we've got two that have been. Do we want to? You pick, you pick one of them. I got time for one more. All righty. Uh, we'll go with, we'll give Hackman fool again, uh, a shot. So I, I've just, just added you Hackman, um, unmute your mic and then you'll be. Hey guys, how we doing? Uh, two quick things. And I know we've, uh, just covered this with talking about, uh, friends not taking guys out, but I think, I think it's a good idea, especially if we get to the weaker part of the schedule before we get back into or into big 10 play that we see what, we have in Labas before he uh, inevitably transfers. Um, I don't have a lot of uh, faith in Padilla. He, I mean, he was better because he's mobile last year, but I don't believe that he's he's better that he gives us necessarily a better chance other than the mobility. Um, I was historically talking about guys like Banks and uh, Stanzi and uh, Bethard, guys that have, I know this isn't a good word, but Moxie. Um, that can make plays and create have have made our offense better, and Stan or Petrus is not that guy. Pete Padilla might be. That's so funny, and I think that's the biggest problem with this too. Is like the thought of putting Labus in or Labus hasn't even crossed my mind until now. I, I just sort of thought of it as it's a two 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 man room in the quarterback room. There is absolutely no way, I, right, Harrison, that we see Labus before Padilla. I just don't, unless injury happens, but I just don't think, when have we ever seen a third string quarterback play out of uh, that wasn't absolute garbage time? I actually think it's a great take because. because I do too. Oh, by the way, I agree. I agree. Like, I I, I think that because we maybe know enough about Padilla, he's, he's more, he really is kind of a pocket passer with a little more nimbleness to him. But the, the thing that I'm thinking about if, I'm Padilla is like, I don't know if there's anything with a red shirt, but like, who's to say he wants to play? Like my, my hot take has kind of been, he's, he's got a pretty specific major and it makes sense just to finish that out and then go back to Colorado state and be, be Jay Norvell's uh, quarterback there. But uh, I do think that Lavis. I don't know. Maybe it was just a smokescreen in the offseason to say that, oh, this guy was making plays on scout team and, you know, kind of generate the heat away from, you know, the actual quarterback competition. All right. I saw Thad requested here. Let's let him in. He'll be the, let's have him be our last guy. Uh, thanks, for the, thanks for the comment, though, Hackman. Yeah, the only thing I wanted to mention, you talked about the uh, – Kick and punt returners. I mean, I think you have to. Oh, sad. I think you have to put him in there. So what? So let's say worst case scenario, Bruce gets hurt. So we go from throwing zero touchdown passes to still throwing zero <laughs> touchdown passes. <laughs> <laughs> it gives it at least it gives the special teams a chance, and it's the one thing I feel like in the you know twenty some years, the one thing that at least Kirk has changed is being a little bit more aggressive with who he puts back there and not fearing an injury in special teams with those guys. And I, I'm scared to death of it too, especially because he's a physical guy back there. Like he's not going to shy away from it. 
But what what worse can happen for the passing game? I, I just don't see how it gets any worse. So I'll say if Regani was playing and if Keegan Johnson were playing, I'd probably be a little bit more on your side. But Bruce, with those guys out, not only is Bruce getting extra hits, returning punts, how many? you probably know how many targets he got today. He was Petrus's first, second, and third look, it felt like. I just don't – and I just don't like him being used so much, you know. And anything to give him an extra 30 seconds of rest, minute of rest on the sideline when, he again, he's Petrus's first, second, and third look right now, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. And the problem is I bet they haven't been practicing other guys a punt returner right now. They probably weren't prepared to have – have him be the only scholarship receiver with a catch for this game. Uh, and it kind of seems like he's, it's going to be that way for the next few games. So I'm just not prepared for him to have, you know, uh, let's say a four catch 55 yard performance in the first half against Iowa state and then break a foot returning a punt in, in the third quarter next week, uh, knock on all the wood in my apartment. But I just see that this is Iowa football. That's what's going to happen. You know what? I know it. Everybody listening to this knows it. I mean, I think that the case for that, Ben, is like, if he's going to break his foot, he's going to break his foot. But to me, I think Bruce does do... He took one silly return, I think. And that's something that you can change um, in terms of catching it and getting hit immediately. And that that was what made Mm -hmm. Jones so good, right? In terms of catching it with the gunner barreling down on you, making him miss, and then going to get 15 yards. Like like I said kind of at the top, I'd just rather see Arlen Bruce have, you know, five more rushes be used more as maybe not necessarily a decoy, but a, um, a chess piece, right? Like in the offense, yeah, he had five returns for 17 yards, long at nine. And, like, that's fine, but, you know, I'd rather see him – get those touches in, in the flow of the offense, which would require the offense to have flow, I guess is maybe the, the, <laughs> the way we can close this out. That's right. Well, right, Dad, you got well, anything else? Otherwise oh, yeah, this was, uh, this was fun. No, I don't. Other than uh, somebody mentioned it in the Slack. What does Terry Roberts have? for blackmail on everybody since nobody will down a punt except for him. Like let's say somebody else tries to down it <laughs> yeah. and not let him get it. What, what do we think he does to them the next day in practice? I think he just beats them. Like I, I think uh, I'm kind of making my way through some of the Connor McCaffrey uh, podcasts and he's on with Jamari Harris in one of them. And I think he's just, I think he is just that good at his job and maybe he, he talks junk in, in practice or whatnot, and people are like, okay, Terry, you can have it. If I, I mean, I just outworks everybody. He's awesome. I He is so much fun to watch. I Like, what would we be saying right now if this defense didn't have all these awesome redeeming players, like, and just – I don't even know, like, would I still be blogging? Would I want to blog? Would I want to be here with you guys right now? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the, the defense makes it a ton of fun. I, I, I'm not going to lie about that part, but there, there, maybe my last thought is it was so funny when the second half started and there was the third down and like normally the fans get super amped, but they were panning the crowd and people were just like kind of 
golf clapping. It's like they really don't want to see the offense right now. It's like they just kind of want to see the defense, speed <laughs> the defense longer. I am superstitious, and like when I write a recap, I never try and write things before they happen. Today, yep. I wrote three and out, I think two or three times before <laughs> it happened, and I was right every time. Uh, well, a win is a win is a win, and I'm sure that's what they're they're saying the the players and coaches as they speak with the media uh, while while we do this thing, Ben. But uh, this is fun. Uh, went a little longer, but I think that's that's something we can build in later and uh time appreciate flies. everyone joining we'll mm-hmm. uh post this up uh and go hawks hey and i think want to know and the most important thing as i sign off here to remember is fuck state yeah next week hate week already i met <laughs> right, i'll talk to you later toodles see you thad bye